0: Week eight is over, okay? It's done and dusted. It's time to start looking at week nine. And best way to do that is by looking at waiver-wired targets. That's so right. we're going to give you some on the show today. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. Alright, okay, 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 Okay. welcome in to the Fantasyland Football Podcast, hope Another you one. are having a beautiful Tuesday morning, Badaki, your Tuesday morning, my Tuesday not so m- beautiful.
1: <laughs> Look, it's actually the opposite, you know, after kind of reflecting about the game, looking back at it, I'm actually pretty proud, obviously you see me wearing a Saquon Barkley jersey is because I think oh, yeah. they played so well. I think that they yep. obviously they had miscues. You know, Danny Dimes missed a couple balls. Defense played well. The offensive line played tremendous. I think it's something good to look forward for the future. You know that that's the that's yeah. the Giants I, I believe in.
0: Yeah, I got a question for you because I was thinking about this as I was watching the game. Is Danny Dimes the guy, or is it time to start looking at alternative options in the draft? Is it too early? Is it too early to say?
1: Look, I I think it's still too early to say. This is still, you know, his first year on the Jason Jason Garrett offense. You know, he's still coaching him. He's still trying to bring him up. Uh, I don't know if if anyone's watching the game There was all about these talks about, like, how he is really talented. He is really, you know, precise and he loves the game. But his biggest mental block is himself. So he needs to yeah. figure it out for himself. I think once he figures that out, I think he could be a great player. I don't know if he'll be a Hall of Fame quarterback. I just think he could be a good player at least. Right, right. And I guess the hot
0: topic, was it the right call? The last play. Danny Dimes <laughs> drove it down the field. <clears throat> the two-point conversion play. Was it pass interference? Was it not? It was called pass interference. One of the refs flew a, threw a flag. Yeah. But they got in their little huddle and they were, hey boys, what are we gonna do here? And I, obviously, no, no flag on the field.
1: No, I got my opinion. I want to hear your opinion as a New York Giants fan. Uh, I mean, look, obviously as a fan, I'm a bit biased. I think it was not enough to overturn. That's what I believe. I think they huddled. They have a little thing. Obviously, if maybe they should have went into the into the booth to kind of look at. But I don't know if that's like a kind of thing that they do. I just think that. They, once you call the flag, you know, Mm. I I don't know. I think it's, I thought it was a wrong call. I thought it was a right call. I thought it was a wrong call to change it. I think it would have made a better opportunity for football to, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say.
0: I don't know. I think it was the right call to not have the flag out there. But if I'm a Giants fan, I'm furious. And you could see Joe, Judge was was furious to say the least. And absolutely, look, it's just as a referee crew, you never want to be looking like that. Nah, but look. closer to Trevor Lawrence, some would say we'll <laughs> no see.
1: one in seven. Look, actually, before we actually move on, if any Giants fans or any any Giants players so happen to listen to this, I'm proud as a Giants fan. Y'all should be proud because there's a lot of bright sides to this. They played a really good team. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, definitely. Let's get into news. What is going on here? What is going on around the NFL? What is circling through the league? We try and bring you all the news that you need to know for fantasy football. Yeah. First up, Jonathan Taylor did not have a great game, found himself on our trash list this week. Maybe we found out the reason why. He's been dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury. That was the quote. Little bit of an ankle injury. Uh, obviously I'm putting on an accent, but that's a fun way to put it, you know? It's a fun <laughs> little way to say someone's got an injury. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a just just a little bit yeah, of an ankle injury, you know. The team apparently did not know about it until after the game. It's not considered to be serious. However, Jonathan Taylor is going up against Baltimore this week. Might be a fade. We'll talk about that this week. Kenyon Drake, what's
1: happening? What's happening with Kenyon? Uh, Look, I'm likely to play this week. It's a very, very, very long shot. But look, Cliff Kingsbury actually said it it looks like it's more severe than than what they probably thought. So it's going to end up being hopeful. There's a lot of hope kind of coming in in the end of it. Um, Yeah. I think... I think Drake yeah, his quote, Cliff's quote, was very hard to
0: decipher. It looked more severe severe than probably what is going to end up being more hopeful. Like, could we get that is an actual quote. Those are not words that we've made up.
1: But Yeah. I, I, think, I think Drake will come back in a timely fashion. I think maybe another week or two, I believe. Um obviously yeah. they just had a bye week. So, I think maybe one... Yeah, like I said, one or two more weeks. We'll see. Hmm. George Kittle. George Kittle. And the
0: 49ers as a whole. Just my goodness. It's terrible. If you are a 49ers fan, yeah, it's happening. We're just going (laughs) to give you a little bit of time to grieve and let out all the feelings wherever you are, 49er fans. Just breathe in and breathe out. And say it's going to be okay because hopefully it will. Obviously, George Kittle will be out eight weeks minimum. You can probably drop him if you do not have IR spots in fantasy. Yeah. If you have IR spots, you should probably just put him in there because if he does come back, obviously, he's still going to be George Kittle. That's right. Right?
1: Yeah. Look, I I don't see him returning this season. Uh, There's a lot of talks not a lot of talks. There was just obviously at the reports kind of came out saying that you know he's most likely going to miss obviously eight weeks like we just said. He he's done. Yeah, I think he's done. You won't see him on the field again this year. He's done for the year. I think so. Yeah. Okay. It's hard to come back. That's what's a, going on with Jimmy G then. That's a month, by the way. Just to let you know. I mean, I'm more than eight weeks. Sorry, that's two months. The season's over. <laughs> I was like, what do your months look like? Sorry, the season's over in eight weeks. Anyways, Jimmy G. Okay. Um, Sideline indefinitely with a high ankle sprain. It looks like he is going, he might need to have surgery. It doesn't look like he's going to be in for the rest of the season either. Obviously, I think he's going to get a second opinion today sometime or sometime during this week. But he, I don't think he's playing or he's confirmed out for the next game. He's out indefinitely. We don't know exactly
0: what that means, but it will probably mean that he's not going to be playing for a little while. But let's talk about Gardner Minshew, another quarterback having some issues. Okay, so there were talks before Gardner's injury, excuse me, that there was going to be a quarterback change. However, they kind of don't even need to address it now because he's injured. Yeah, right. so it looks like they're going to be going with Jake Lutton. Tell us a little bit
1: about Jake, <laughs> your boy Jake, good old Jakey. Um, now look, Jake, sixth round pick for the twenty twenty drafted. Obviously, he most likely will start this week. But I mean, he was he was out of Oregon State. I I really don't know this kid to be honest. Um, I haven't done my research yeah. enough to to kind of understand who Jake Lutton is, which I'll probably do. The majority of this week yeah but i mean he has a opportunity to to show himself on this field and to see you know who who he really is but if that if that's if that doesn't work out then it, it's the giraffe himself long neck mike glennon oh no oh no who would have thought <laughs> yeah
0: look I don't think anyone from the Jacksonville Jaguars organization is listening in. If you are, don't start Mike Lennon. Probably just give give the kid Jake a chance, you know? Jake from State Farm. Jake
1: from State Farm. Uh,
0: put it in safe hands. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know what? We need to keep in mind. Gardner Minshew was also drafted in the sixth round last year. Okay? Right. So, yeah, it is an unknown guy. But sometimes there's great quality in the end of the draft when it comes to a quarterback quarterback. But regardless, we are going to keep you up to date on all these injuries. Lots of COVID news has happened. What's the easiest way for you to stay up to date with injuries or anything fantasy related? Well, follow us on our social media accounts. Instagram's at Fantasyland Football. Twitter at Fantasyland underscore FB. You can watch us on YouTube, subscribe and hit the button, the notification button, and you can listen to the podcast on any platform. That is the best way to stay up to date with this crazy season. There is some COVID news to talk about. So take us through it, Badaki.
1: That's right. Marlon Humphreys obviously tested positive. He is out for Week Nine for the Baltimore Ravens. That's a huge hit on the defense there. And then also AJ Dillon. I say pr- surprise, surprise. I think AJ Dillon tested positive as well, which is out on Thursday Night Football. Obviously, there's they're going to be taking precaution in that running um, running back room. Yeah. You know, Jamal Williams could yeah. be in effect or could be affected by that. I don't know if Aaron yeah. Jones was was in any meetings throughout the week or had any contact which that could be interesting as well. Obviously he was dealing with injuries. You know, I uh, I'll be interested to see. Yeah.
0: No. It's it's definitely a part of the game that we have to get used to. Now I think we are I think we are used to it yeah. as a fantasy community now. Just anything could happen at any day. Two positive cases out of Arizona as well for the Cardinals. We don't know if it was players or staff, but they are practicing, so it must be under control. They must be within the NFL protocols. And trade deadline is today. Oh, boy. Will we see some moves? We're going to see a lot of moves, I believe. 4 p.m. The trade deadline hits at 4 p.m. I feel like there would have been a lot more moves by now, at least fantasy-relevant players. We have seen some defensive players move here and there, but we only really want to tell you about you know, trades that will heavily affect fantasy football. Of course, like we said, we will be updating you on our socials with any trade deadlines that happen. But tell us about Patreon, Badaki. What does Patreon mean? We keep talking about Patreon. What does that mean? Is thats that... Is that- way for you to be patriotic <laughs> about the usa what is patreon yeah
1: absolutely by the way go out and vote if you haven't um i think it's really important mm-hmm. that's a vote now mm-hmm. obviously on um, voting days today need oh election it's election day yeah election day. election day it's huge day. day so we'll definitely yeah. find out hopefully who's going to be the president i'm not use concerned. your voice <laughs> but yes patreon patreon.com forward slash fantasyland fam look it's just another way to support the show to get exclusive fantasy football content um we have Three different tiers, close friends, which is just a way to support the show, kind of get to know us and be part of our close friends list, obviously. And then we have Gold. Gold gives you a lot of more exclusive content. And then Platinum gives you one-on-one, you know, face interaction. We're going to help you try to win your fantasy league. So definitely look in. If you're, if you're not ready this year, next yeah. year is going to be a great opportunity. But Patreon.com forward slash fam.
0: Absolutely. We've been able to have some really cool conversations with some of the people who are already a part of the community there on Patreon. So anytime we say, if you want to support the show, that's the easiest way to do it. We appreciate everyone. This is what we want to do forever. Forever and ever and ever and ever. <laughs> forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about what we're here to talk about, okay? Just pick them up,
1: pick them up, pick them up, pick up.
0: Pick him up. (laughs) Waiver wire targets. Who should you be looking at picking up in the waivers today? Waivers are very important. That's right. Can't forget about the waivers. Look, here's what we try to do. We try to find people who are available in most leagues. So some guys might not be on this list. Mm -hmm. Because we probably assume that they've already been rostered. You're Travis Fulham's, Mike Williams, T. Higgins. Jamaica Hasty and McKinnon, probably on most people's leagues. <laughs> so, we're going to give you some waiver wire targets for the week. We're going to tell you if they're a priority, if they're not a priority, if you should be thinking about taking these guys or not. So, Badaki, why don't you start us off with our first
1: waiver wire target? That's right. Look, first waiver wire target for me is Marvin Jones. Um, We saw, you know, what he did in this past game. He think he had two touchdowns. But also, I think the big factor here is that Kenny G is out. He's out. He's week to week. He had that hip yep. injury. And, you know, hip injuries can be pretty pretty severe, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. It can take a while for him to come back. You know, once you get tackled again, it could be, you know, he's out for another two or three weeks. So, look, obviously, Kenny G is week to week. But Marvin Jones is the next guy up. And we saw that he's rostered in 54% of leagues. He could be oh available gosh. in your league. Obviously, that's over 50% of leagues. But... If he's available, I will be sniping him personally. Um, also, just a shout out out there, just to put it, bring it to your attention. T.J. Hawkinson could be a good trade asset this week. He could be on the trade floor. Okay. We'll just give you a nice okay. little sneak peek. His production will be going up as well now that Kenny G is out. But look, if is Marvin Jones high for you, or how you feeling about him?
0: Um. Well, we talked about this a little bit before the show because Marvin Jones had a chance to be very fantasy relevant when Galladay was out earlier in the year and he didn't do anything. And you had alluded to that, you know, is this a guy that I'm really picking up? And I think he's not the highest priority, right? but he is a second or third waiver tab for me. Okay. You know, he's probably not my first waiver, but if I miss the guy I want, I'm probably still putting a waiver in to see what I get for him when it comes to fab, I'm not spending more than 10% of my fab. Okay. Maybe 5%. I know that's kind of greedy, but I just, I think he could be relevant, but we've seen other guys step up instead of Marvin Jones. Yeah. For the lions.
1: Yeah. I think that's why I just wanted to to say TJ Hawkinson is a great opportunity here to trade, to get trade value from if you wanted to get him, I don't know, maybe you can find a trade, but yeah,
0: a little, Little bit of a sneak peek That's for right. tomorrow's episode. Okay. Jordan Reed. Let's talk about Jordan Reed. Currently rostered in two percent of leagues. Two percent. I'm not talking milk, I'm talking leagues. He's only <laughs> rostered in two percent. Okay. Where's the milk? George Kittle. At? <laughs> Give us a <some> milk <laughs> yeah, company. I like milk. You like milk? My favorite milk is the Horizon Company. I don't know if you know Horizon, but that milk is just it's so creamy. <laughs> And I don't know. I, some people think it's weird to drink a glass of milk, but I'm happy to drink a glass of milk and eat some Oreos if it's that Horizon milk. And all right, let's talk, let's, let's get for real. We're, we're, we're getting in a fantasy land here. Oh, okay. 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 Oh? Chill, chill. Okay. George Kittle confirmed out for eight weeks. Eight weeks at minimum. Okay. Jordan Reed currently designated to return from IR. He should be practicing this week might play this week right here's a deal with the tight end market it's so volatile that why not take a risk on a guy like reed the talent's always been there it's just and we've seen that even this year he's been able to replace george, uh, george Kittle before and he did really well for this offense but the question's always been can he stay healthy Yes. And, of course, this is a risk when you pick up a waiver wire guy like this. That's right. Some other name that you need to be aware of is Ross Dwelly. He is the backup. If Jordan Reed is healthy, I don't see much value in Ross Dwelly. But a name for you to know, right? Yeah, absolutely. Need to know news, maybe.
1: Yeah, look, I think that's my concern. If, if you're somebody in a position where, you know, you kind of – your waiver wire priority isn't as high, or you don't have enough fab, and you don't feel like you know Jordan Reed is that person to to spend your fab or waste a, a priority on. I think Ross Dwelly could be a deep, deep pick. I know that sounds dumb. I I might be I might be leaning towards this in my own personal leagues just to see how it works. I can't trust Jordan Reed. I don't think anyone could. Anyone can really. I mean, he's so injury prone. I mean, I expect him to get on the field second or third play. He's hurt. I know that sucks, and I know like, but that's that's something I'm I'm thinking of. I'm not saying you guys should do it, but that's just a thought process. I want to put that in your head. I want you to think about it and then take it take in a grain in a grain of salt, you know.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I am a Washington football team fan, so I know all about Jordan Reed and his unfortunate injuries and how sad it's been. It's not a high priority on the waiver, but if it all comes together. This could be a big hit. Yeah. Probably the riskiest waiver that we're going to talk about. But maybe, just maybe, not the highest upside, but one of the highest upside guys
1: we're going to bring to you. Yeah. If it works out in his favor. Absolutely. Look, let's continue on here. We have two, actually. I have two for you, and I want you guys to decide this. I'll tell you who I personally would go with. But Gus Edwards. Okay. Two for one. Yeah, Gus Edwards or J.K. Dobbins. And obviously, Gus Edwards left the game with a little bit of a knee injury. I personally think hopefully he'll be all right for next week. We st- we still don't know the status of Mark Ingram. We're going to find out if he's practicing today, later on. But look, Gus Edwards is owning 30% of the leagues, and J.K. Dobbins is owning 68%. So you, maybe J.K. Dobbins is not even available in your league, and you might have to lean towards Gus mm-hmm. Edwards. But look, they both have pretty good games you know Gus 16 carries 87 yards and a touchdown JK 15 carries in 113 yards that's pretty good against this uh yeah. this ste- that Steelers defense JK looked nice yeah he, he looked did really
0: good he's he very explosive really nice when he ran
1: absolutely yep. so mm-hmm. and i think obviously this is the future you know this this is mm-hmm. the future of this Ravens run game and and that's JK Dobbins. The time Dobbins. is now. <laughs> the time is now. Where's that from? That's from a movie. <laughs> um I don't know. But J.K. Dobbins.
0: No, no, The time is now. Okay, sorry.
1: <laughs> nah, you J.K. Dobbins is my guy that I'll personally be picking up if he's unavailable available in, in in any leagues. I think that this could be a great pickup for you, especially if you're dealing with, you know, injuries. If maybe Aaron Jones is still not available, maybe, you know. You know, Jamal Williams is is out with the COVID, whatever the case may be. I think JK Dobbins could be a really high priority if he's available on, in your leagues. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I see that. I and I agree. JK's probably, you know, we just want to be clear. JK's probably taken in your league. Yeah. But there's still thirty plus percent where he is free, and people need to be aware of that. Gus Edwards is probably the guy that you're picking up if you're picking up one of these just because of availability. Mm -hmm. He is top five from this list of 10 in priority in my mind. Absolutely. But top three, you know what? This is actually my biggest pickup of the week. Oh, okay. This is my number one priority of the week. Okay. And it sucks because this team is going on a bye. But it's a very talented player and he fills a role that this team needs desperately. It is Jalen Rager out of TCU, currently rostered in just 25% of leagues. 25%. Are you kidding me? 25%. Okay. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Just the voice gets higher. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Okay. The game the game yesterday, two days ago three receptions on six targets a touchdown in his return but he looked like he was involved in the game plan and i believe he's going to get a solid 7 to 10 targets a game going forward i could be wrong but i see him Ooh. filling that djax role i think djax i don't know that djax sees the field again this year yeah I, he's had injuries i believe that most the last however many years he's been dealing with injuries I think Rager is that guy now. And they're going to give him opportunities to be that guy. If he is the talented guy that we believe he is, and we have seen it already in the games he has played, he could fill a big role. All this talk about Philadelphia needs wide receivers, I'm sorry, but they've got their wide receiver 1 and 1A. And their wide receiver 1 and 1A is Travis Fulham and Jalen Rager. These guys are the wide receiver core for this team. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey. I want Rager over Alshon Jeffrey. Fulham, I probably want Fulham over Rager. But you see kind of where I'm going with this. Rager, the talent is there. The need is there. They are starting to get healthy as a team. So people won't be able to double team one of these guys. I think he is my number one priority if he's available in a
1: league. It's really interesting. Um Am I crazy? Am I no. crazy? <laughs> no, you're not crazy. I think it's really interesting because I think of it in the perspective when everyone's healthy. So when Alshon comes back, he's healthy. When Zach is back, he's healthy. You know, obviously Dallas Goddard just came back. And then they have Travis Fulham, Travis Fulham, Jalen Rager, Alshon, Jeffrey. Who else do they have again?
0: Well, d they had, but he's not really That's it. Greg Ward. Greg Ward is, Ward. is not really that guy. Dallas Garda. Like um,
1: th- there's a lot of people that that kind of, that kind of are, is in this you know melting pot, and I feel like yeah, this could be sure. this could be a a Steelers situation where like you don't know who's gonna be taken off one day or one week. You know it can be Deontay, yeah. it can be Juju, it can be um gosh Claypool. So like I feel like J- Jalen Rager can be or the, the Eagles offense, the Eagles wide receivers can be just like these Steelers Steel, um receivers.
0: I get where you're coming from. Here's the difference.
1: Jalen Rager was a first-round pick.
0: The Philadelphia Eagles this year decided that they had all these guys already. Right. <laughs> they had all those wide receivers already. And they decided with our first pick, the most valuable asset we have, we're going to decide to use it on this guy. And mm. when he's played, we've been able to see why. Those yeah. wide receivers were there. They could have used that pick on someone else. For sure. I think Jalen Rager finishes the season. He's got top 30 upside. I know that doesn't sound crazy, but he's a very valuable trade piece if he does
1: become the player that we want him to be. Say no more. Jalen Rager is Zach's number one priority of the week, some would say. Mm -hmm. My guy coming back, off of IR this week should be good to go. This week against the Niners on Thursday night, it's Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard, he's only rostered in thirty-four percent of leagues. Obviously, look, he hmm. the first three weeks he did all right. He scored two touch uh, yep. two touchdowns in out of three out of those three games, which I think is pretty decent. To a breakout, some would say. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with a, an amazing t- um, quarterback, maybe not a top-five quarterback, but an amazing quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> um. Look, once again, he's coming back. He has a great connection with Aaron Rodgers. I think this is a good, you know, low end wide receiver to, you know, a good flex position. He is mm, not as high. Not high, high on him. Not priority. high priority yeah. for me. No, not high. But okay. if he's available, I feel like he will be available in a lot of your leagues after waiver wire processes because a lot of people don't really know if he's coming mm-hmm. off of IR. So. Alan Lazard could be a nice little stash for you if he's available. So take a look out there.
0: I like it. I like it. Okay, let's talk about this Colts backfield. Oh, boy. We got a two for one again. Another two for one backfield situation. Naeem Hines and Jordan Wilkins. Okay, I want to say this before we get into this. I think you're going to be disappointed in these guys if you start them again. I'm just being realistic with you. I think if you pick one (laughs) of these guys up and you decide to start them, I could be wrong, but I believe you will be disappointed in what you find. Now, are you picking them up off the waiver? Of course you are. If someone puts up 20 plus points, of course you're going to have an opportunity to pick them up. I am personally going to choose Naeem Hines over Wilkins if I had to choose one. Why Well, Naeem Hines is kind of that third-down pass-catching type back, and I think Jonathan Taylor is still the number one. I still think that Jonathan Taylor will have the bulk of the snaps, and that means that Hines is going to be the guy getting the passing downs. Yes, I know Jordan Wilkins had 23 carries, but pump the brakes. Pump the brakes, people. Right. Okay? I I I just don't believe that we're going to see a game better this year for Jordan Wilkins. He has probably had his best game as an NFL running
1: back. Is that harsh? <laughs> no, it's not. It's so true. Though. Is that harsh? That's Tell why me I'm if la- I'm being harsh. No, that's, seriously. Why I'm laughing. that's why I'm laughing. It's so true.
0: Yeah, and I just don't want you to get your hopes too high. Now, I'm. this is one of those situations where if I'm wrong, I am happy to hold my hands up and say, okay, yes, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But in running back years, Jordan Wilkins is 26 years old, That's not really the time that you start to invest into a running back into your game plan, typically. Raheem Moser is probably the one outlier there. But I just believe that Hines will hold value. I think Wilkins' value will drop significantly after this week. And you have to keep in mind, you're going to pick these guys up and then they're going to face Baltimore. And (laughs) that's really (laughs) not someone you want to start a really risky running back against, is it?
1: Absolutely. Um, look, I don't know why we might be, I don't even know why they might, why they're on the list. You know, we, we could have won. I think, I think the only reason why they're on the list is because these guys, you know, they actually performed. And we believe that Jonathan Taylor is a number one running back out there, but we don't want, we don't want you guys to miss the opportunity. So definitely take this with a grain of salt. You're right. I'd be taking Naeem's high over the, over Jordan Wilkins personally. That's the thought yeah. process.
0: I think the priority is is not high for me. It's, right. it's uh, yeah, I'll take a shot on this guy. But someone probably views him high in your league. So, yeah, don't spend too much fav on him either. They're not in a situation. If Jonathan Taylor went down, that's a different conversation, but he's still there. That's just
1: how I feel. So quick question. If Jonathan Taylor is not okay to go for next week, hypothetically. Hypothetically he gets he re he re-injures whatever injury he had throughout the week. Who are you getting? I don't even want to think about a world that I have to live in like that, but go ahead. <laughs> who who are you I'm taking? I'm just so
0: for the players. Who are you taking? <laughs> um I'm honestly if that happens and he's not playing, I'm taking Wilkins because I know he'll have the bulk of the carries. But the reason I'm telling you not to get Wilkins on the waiver is because I think JT is going to be there, and I think he's going to get the bulk of the carries. And I think Hines is actually a guy who fills a role that they need. Each game, he has a chance to be relevant, not depending on if Jonathan Taylor is there or not.
1: Okay. Say no more. Say no more. My guy here, who? And I won't won't say anything else. (laughs) I love this guy. I absolutely adore this man. I might have a man crush on him. His name's Zach Moss. Let me tell you why. (laughs) Um, One, because he's on my team. Okay? That's number one. Okay? Number two, I believe he's the better running back in in the Buffalo Bills running back room. I believe he's a better running back than Devin Singletary. I believe he is stronger. He is faster. He has better vision. I mean, mean, uh, this is a downfall when it comes to Zach Moss. Is... He's rostered in fifty four percent of the leagues. Okay, that's the downfall. That means yeah. there's a chance that you're not going to be able to get this guy because he's either owned, or, or he's just owned. <laughs> really, look, I yeah. love Zach Moss. If you watch this, if you watch that game, Zach Moss was breaking out for runs. Okay, number one. I, I, there's there's no there's no better way I there's no better way I can really say it is that I believe he's a better back. That's all that's all I can say. I believe he's a better back and if you don't believe me, please look at the tape. Look at the New England game when Devin Singletary when he got hurt. Obviously Devin Singletary got the majority of the cat or majority of the runs, the majority of the carries, whatever the case may be. He actually took off in the first not the first two games, but in the first game obviously he played the Jets, so he had the touchdown. They won that game blah blah blah, but the, it looks like he's going to be he's going to be splitting carries with Devin Singletary. He had 14 carries and Singletary had 15. That's a clear split. Hmm. And he had the goal line carries. Yeah. He had the goal line carries. I mean, that's a plus two, man. He had the goal line carries. <laughs> Zach Moss, if he's not on your team, get him on your team. He is. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a bit passionate about this. <laughs> Look, okay, before before you get him on your team and you do something ridiculous, <laughs> let me stop you by saying I would only get him if maybe you're struggling with running backs. If he, for me, he is in the top, maybe six of this list. Personally, I think that he could be a great asset for your team later on down the road because I believe that they, one, I, I think his schedule is, is interesting to me. He's playing Seattle, Arizona, the Chargers, Denver, New England, Miami. Like these are the teams that he's going to be playing again. So Uh, There's there's promise there, personally.
0: Yeah. I think Zach is pretty high on the priority this week for me. He's not in my top two. He might tie for my third. But I get it. I get it. Let's talk about Corey Davis. Okay, Corey Davis. This is very surprising to me. Yeah. He's only rostered in 36% of ESPN leagues. I went through different types of leagues because I wanted to see exactly what they looked like. In Yahoo, he's rostered in 47% of leagues. In NFL, it's around the same as ESPN. Right. And that's a little bit shocking to me because I feel like Corey Davis has shown that he can be a, not a weekly start, but a one, a trade piece, and two, a guy you could potentially start if you're in a bind and you need someone. Right. He's had... Pretty consistent targets, and the only reason I'm not—he's not my number one—is just because I feel like he's the third wide receiving option there. And I think this week, not the third, sorry. Obviously, he's a second, but I think Jonu Smith is, and I know it's so hard to say because it doesn't look like it, but I feel like they want to use Jonu Smith more than they have been, and. If you watch that game, it was very obvious that they had a game plan going in to use Corey Davis. I don't know what it was. They had seen something in tape that they wanted to utilize Corey this game. And obviously, they did that. He had the 128 yards and a touchdown. His best game in a very long time. I think you can potentially start to flex him if this continues. He is high on the priority. He's probably my second highest priority guy because of the consistency that you've already seen. The talent's always been there. He's never been able to put it together. Maybe this is the year where he can actually put it together. What do you think?
1: Yeah. It's really interesting because I'm an AJ Brown owner. So like looking at this is like, mm, it makes me second guess is, is all AJ's targets kind of leaning more towards Corey Davis And I need to see one more week of this, personally. I still believe Corey Davis is a good pickup. Don't get me wrong. I believe you're right. He could be a good flex option if you're in a bind. I think that this is somebody that you can plug into your team. I think I need to see one more game of this. And this is going to be a good game for Corey Davis because he's playing the Chicago Bears. I think that this is going to be a great matchup for this wide receiver core. And obviously, you know, these DBs, we, I just need to see. I need to see one more week to uh, to generally say, you know, I think Corey Davis. I get that. Could be a solid number two. Could be a solid receiver for this Tennessee Titans offense.
0: Yeah, and I'd be lying to you if I said that he was the second most talented wide receiver there. Because you know how I feel about Jonu Smith. Yeah. I know it's been weird, but I think Jonu Smith is essentially a wide receiver playing tight end. Yeah. And I actually think Jonu is the more talented player than Corey Davis. I think obviously AJ is by far the most talented wide receiver option there. I think AJ is still the wide receiver one. Yes. Part of this is game plan. And that's why I'm a little bit not, you know, he's not my number one guy because I think it was a game plan they had going in to utilize him that way, Mm -hmm. which might not be the case every game. Yeah.
1: You're right. One more thing. I also believe that the the Bengals game planned around John o. Smith and A.J. Brown to kind of lock them down because they know once they get them rolling, it's hard to stop them. My thought process there. Yeah. My last priority for me, my list, my wave and wire selection is Curtis Samuel. Obviously, we saw what he did on Thursday night against the Falcons. You know, he ran one in. He caught one. A touchdown if I'm that's what I'm talking about his last three games he's averaging mm-hmm. 16 points per game which is pretty high for I mean yeah. a wide receiver three technically <laughs> like that's pretty that's pretty high obviously we, Robbie's number one out there yeah. DJ Moore clearly number two and now Curtis Samuel is you know coming into the mix he's rostered in 37 percent of fantasy leagues He's definitely going to be available, I believe, mm-hmm. after your waiver wire selection. Unless you have a Panthers fan out there, yeah, I believe so. He's not really high on priority. Um, I wouldn't be spending any fab on him personally, but is this something that you expect from him yeah. every week? That's real. That's a big question here.
0: Hmm. I mean, he he's ha- he, he did I think this three this games. Might be my least. I think we we go through the list together every week. I think this might be my least favorite waiver wire of the week. Okay. Honestly. Okay. No, Alan Lazard's probably my least favorite. I th- I do think Curtis Samuel is my second least favorite. And the reason is sure. They're gonna keep using him in the backfield when CMC is back. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which means he'll probably get two to three snaps in the backfield, two to three carries in the backfield. Right. Yeah, Mike Davis is gonna be part of the game plan for sure. He might see five to seven carries. I just, I just don't think that when CMC is back, they're going to make Curtis Samuel a priority in this offense after Robbie Anderson, after DJ Moore. You really think that he's gonna even be the? Is he even the fourth best option there with Mike Davis? <laughs> I just, I just don't. He's not a high priority for me. Yeah, and he. Is not someone I'm looking personally to have a waiver wire pickup for. I agree. And Definitely, yeah, like you said, no fab. Let's talk about our last waiver wire target for Week Nine, Dallas Goddair. Goddard. Goddard, Got it. Goddard, Goddard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how exactly you say it. We've always said it, Goddard. Go, go, dirt, right. go,
1: dirt, Joe, go, dirt, go, dirt. Oh boy, that's a, that could be a little a little saying. Dallas, Joe Goldert. Uh, maybe too much. Maybe too much. I don't know. Uh, I'm lost. Um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> All right, look. Here's the deal.
0: Okay, Dallas Goddard is not rostered in a very high percent of leagues currently. Maybe that's because of his injury. And he obviously just came off the IR. He's currently rostered in 42% of leagues. And you might think, oh, that is that is kind of high. But it's not really high for a starting tight end. Zach Ertz is out. We don't know how long it'll take for him to be out. But here's the thing with Dallas Goddard. He played 80%, 80% of the snaps on Sunday, his first game back from the IR. Now, that's the good news. The bad news is he had one reception and one target. This was a bad game in general for the Philadelphia Eagles, okay? Right. He could need time to just adjust to the game plan but let's not forget about what Goddard was doing when he was healthy in the first couple of weeks. He's not my highest priority, but he's probably my fourth highest waiver priority of the week. How do you feel about this?
1: Yeah, um I feel the same. Look, I think out of the, the, the tight ends that we have, obviously, you know, Dallas Goddard or Jordan Reed, I'll definitely be choosing Dallas Goddard over Jordan Reed personally. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to see how it how it work turns out. You know, we need to see if his production is going to go up. Obviously, he came out balling the first what two three weeks in the in the year. Yeah. We need to see if that's yeah. going to be something that's going to happen soon, and it needs to happen like now. So yeah. we have to wait and see. I Agree.
0: Obviously, you know Jalen Rager, Dallas got have the buy this week, so it is unfortunate, but it could be a long term payoff. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show. Waiver Wire Targets Week 9. Huge. Hopefully we brought you, you know, some waiver wire targets, something to think about. But our next episode, you do not want to miss the Fellowship of the Fantasy Ring. That's our Fantasy Football League. We are going to give you an update on that, the league latest, and some trade targets for Week 9. Always a little bit controversial, but we believe we hit more than we miss that's kind of been our motto lately. It's just we just yeah. want to hit more than we miss, honestly, right? That's right. And of we, course, we're going to be talking about Thursday night football. Go ahead.
1: No, you're right. You try to interrupt me. Go ahead. No, you're right. I I, I believe in I believe in <laughs> that we hit more than we miss. Thursday night football. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday night football. <laughs> you can tell we got it together here.
0: Do, do not miss the next episode. It's going to be a good one. Thank you so much for listening. By the way, we you do do still have time. Excuse me, to sign up for the George Kittle signed jersey giveaway. Head to our Instagram at Fantasyland Football to see how to enter. There, we love you, Fantasyland fam. Have a great Tuesday! Oh boy, and we'll see you tomorrow, as always. See you there. See you there. Hey. Yeah, you, the one listening to this podcast, you made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now like no one's watching because you, you deserve it.